When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They could break here, Chelsea. This could be the moment. Frank Lampard for Chelsea. It's Carvalho to his right. Lampard for the title. Lampard, it's 2-0. It's Chelsea's championship. And 50 years of waiting have come to an end. Lampard comes out to Essien. Hello, welcome to Chesie Hour. My name is Mies and I'll be your host for this one. Uh, it's going to be a bit of an intimate uh, pause. Um, <laughs> studio <laughs> session with um, Sam, the infamous. What are you saying, bro? I'm good, man. Couple couple weeks off for myself, the pod. I think it's yeah. good. We needed a recharge. Yeah. I know I know the viewers are wanting to hear us every week, but I think we all needed to switch off from yeah, football for need, a couple we of weeks. A break. After a season like that, we needed a, a, an absolute break. hundred. Um, and it's almost like we may need a break for the summer because the way the transfer window's moving, <laughs> a lot of us are gonna be mudded by the end of it. But um yeah. it's been an eventful and I don't think there's ever been a week where Chelsea isn't eventful. And I guess that's one thing you could say that the current owners are a bit, you know, they're showing us a bit of uh, continuity from the previous regime. <laughs> Chelsea, every week, regardless, there is something happening. Um, and this week has been no exception. Um, I guess they could start off with, um, not necessarily breaking news, but with the rumours that are circling and swirling around. Um, with the David Ornstein news that dropped this morning about Kai Havertz potentially going to Arsenal Football Club. Um, Sam, what are your thoughts on that? Um, because I know you've got a love-hate relationship with Kai. Um, mm. Like quite a few Chelsea fans have, I think. Um, yeah. But where, where do you sit currently? And obviously, it's now... You know, he's 24 years of age, been here for three years. Yeah, mm. where do you sit? How do you feel? Well, first and foremost, I never like selling players to rivals, yeah. um, especially like younger players. Yeah. I guess players at the tail end of their career is a little bit different. And obviously we've kind of been the beneficiaries of flogging a lot of our older players to Arsenal in the past. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think this one's very different. I mean, Kai is what, he's 24 now? Yeah, just turned 24 last week. Yeah, so I mean, I think I think it's a massive risk. Um, and I think obviously we'll probably touch on this more and more as the pod goes on, but we've obviously put ourselves in this position where we're almost forced to sell two rivals because that's where the money is and we have to sell yeah. because the money outside of England is just, it's not the same as it is in England, unfortunately, yeah. bar your kind of maybe your Real Madrid, but... I think they were quoted they weren't going to spend over 50 million for him and we were like nah that's not enough at all. Um, In terms of Kai the player uh, you're exactly right I have a love-hate relationship with him. I still have that kind of slight faith that he's a good player. I think we see it here and now especially in big games he always turns up but kind of weekly performances do do make me sick sometimes Um, and I don't think it's just his fault um I think obviously there's a lot of variables and a lot of things that have been happening at Chelsea that could impact that um 
but yeah, I mean, in terms of him going to Arsenal, the only positive I can look from it is I've been a big um, kind of pusher of him playing in the eight position. Yeah. Uh, like, I know it's not a very popular opinion with everyone and everyone obviously thinks he's more like a striker now or even a number 10. And I think number 10 maybe could work, but I, I still have the faith that he can be kind of that advanced eight. Um, I do think he'd have to be paired with specific. I'm not sure how it would work with an Odegaard. I think that might be a bit messy. Um, but I think that's the only thing I can see a positive is maybe I'll get some kind of... Um, yeah, I'll be proved right that he can be a good eight. Um, yeah. But yeah, first and foremost, I don't like selling to rivals, let alone Arsenal, because they're like the biggest rivals for me personally. Like, I just, I hate them. And seeing a Chelsea player go there and do well would be hell. And you know what their fans are like, man. <laughs> yeah, they're not, they're not great. But like you said, I feel that Chelsea kind of put themselves in this mess. I think, like I said, there was absolutely no reason for them to do what they did in January at all. Um, because it's not as if the results improved. It's not as if the performances improved with all of this influx of players. In fact, it probably just went worse. Um, I think they could have gotten Jao Felix on loan for the rest of the season. And I think pretty much the results would have been exactly the same. Not much would have really changed, if you get what I mean. I don't think any of the players that we brought in in January, maybe Badia Shil aside, really moved the needle. Um, and don't get me wrong, they're all good. I think they're all good, pretty good players. I say Enzo as well. Oh man, I think don't get me wrong, Enzo, Enzo did as well, but yeah, 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 I guess so, I guess so. And I like again, I think Enzo's very, very good, and I, I like him as a footballer. I think he has got a lot of big potential, mm. um, but our midfield was still porous, despite yeah. the fact Enzo individually, just what I'm trying to say, Enzo individually, I think he did pretty well. Um, but there was still plenty of times where I saw him getting beat 1v1, getting brushed off the ball, getting sidestepped um, in, in duels. Um, so you get what I mean? Like structurally, the midfield wasn't great. So the midfield wasn't really necessarily helping him. But I just feel like even with his signing and even with his quality, I wouldn't say he necessarily moved the needle. But even still, cool, you get Enzo. Buy Enzo. Buy um, Lone Felix. The rest didn't need to happen in January. They weren't pressing. It wasn't pressing at all. Like Mudrick could have stayed. Mudrick could have stayed until the summer. Um, yeah. Uh, like you know, or, or he may have gone Arsenal, but who cares? Like who, who actually really cares? Like now you've, you've spent a hundred million on pounds on a player that I personally don't think is better than Hudson Odoi. Do you get what I'm saying? I don't think he's a better player than Hudson Odoi. But you've done it now. You spent a hundred mil, so you're gonna have to try and make it work, which is fine. As long as you give the player the platform to, to show what they can do, then then it's fine. But if you don't, then what's the actual point? It's it's stupid. And yeah, now I agree with up. that. Like the the Mudrick one is we spent that much on it. Like he's he's got qualities, don't get me wrong, and his confidence is clearly shot, but he is yeah. so raw. Like I don't think he's raw. He's, I, I honestly don't I don't think he's don't raw think... at all. No, I don't I think he's quite I think he's somewhat um polished. I think the way his game is, the way he, he mm. plays the game, I think he knows what he wants to do when he gets the ball. A lot so what of do you, what like with, think, with with Mudrick, what, what would you say his like ceiling is? I know that's a kind of an ambiguous oh, term, but it's it's difficult to say because like I think Mudrick it really depends. Like I think Mudrick for me, how I see him as a player at, mm. at this current point in time, because I don't really like looking at ceilings. I look at what they are now, what they bring to the table now. And yeah. what can be developed upon, right? So what he brings to the table is a bit of creativity and incisiveness. Mm. I think he's able to thread nice through balls in behind. So he's able to find the, uh, the runners beyond him and slip them in. I think he's shown that quality plenty of time for Chelsea, even in his bad games. And I think he'll do that regularly because that's what he can do. Um, I, I don't agree. Think, I don't think he's necessarily a good crosser. I don't think he's necessarily an amazing dribbler. Um, I don't think that he's a shooter or finisher. So I think creativity will be his real selling point. And I think goals potentially could come at a latter part um, of his development. Mm. Uh, but I can't put money on that because with that, you, you for me, goal getters are 
players that you you see straight away from the very young. You yeah, I mean, like you you know who's a goal getter. Like Salah was a goal getter from very very young. So the mm. comparisons with Salah is is crazy because Salah was back in against us in the Champions League when he was nineteen. Like, yeah, I think. The one like a positive I'll say about Mudrick is I think wherever he plays, kind of what level he will get chances. Just he's maybe no word of like the quickest player I've ever seen at Chelsea. Yeah, so fast. Like his speed is like I don't know if you've seen the clips of um obviously Fafana when he's asked obviously who's quicker about Mbappe and Mudrick and he's like Mudrick easily. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's think definitely yeah. fast. He's devastatingly fast. I think I, I just gen- when I saw him in his first game like against Liverpool, I'm like fucking hell, he is. Dirtily quick. Yeah, yeah, like I've never seen quick. anyone that fast before. Like I've no, never, no. I've actually never seen anyone that fast before. You're like an Olympic sprinter. I'm I've joking. watched, I've watched, pri- I've watched prime Thierry Henry. Like I've seen fast. Like, I've yeah. seen Mbappe yeah. quick. I think Modric will dust both of them in the easy. Like he's so quick. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But that speed and t- you know that that speed, it not necessarily comes with a downside. I just feel like. When you're a player that is low on confidence, because uh, I think technically, I think he's very good. I don't think I feel like all of like the loose, heavy touches are as a byproduct of bad, bad, like bad confidence right now. Yeah, um, and I also think with that, I also think it's an environmental thing in the sense of I don't. I think his touch is definitely bad at the minute but I do think where he's playing in Ukraine he probably was allowed to kind of have more heavy touches so like you know what yeah I think we're doing Ukraine league in this service because Shakhtar Donetsk filled with hella technical ballers from from yeah but they're like one of the best teams right yeah for sure but what I'd say is that a lot of the dribblers that came from Shakhtar and went to other clubs their their technical skills were always shown like William as annoying as he was Technically, you can't. I'd, I'd, I'd do for a William right now. I'll tell you that. But you know what I'm saying? Like you can't. You, you could. You, you like William. He's had a better season than any of our. He had a better season than any of our attackers easily, this year. Easily, easily. A William technically, we can't. I, I don't think I, as much as he frustrated me, and I think he struck frustrated me because he was technically good, but I think he didn't really utilize it. Max no, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, and we obviously had Eden on the other side, so it kind exactly. of you so get that like, oh, look how good this guy is. And you kind of forget about, yeah. Yeah. So, like, with, with, with the dribbling thing, I just think that there's a big, big dip in his confidence. Because I think we saw how sharp his dribbling was against Liverpool, um, how confident mm. his touch was, how very sharp everything he did was. Yeah. Um, I just think that, ultimately, in my mind, and in, in his mind, probably, he was like, well, I've been bought for £100 million, so I'm going to start every game. I'm going to get a chance to show everyone what I can do. And ultimately, it didn't work out like that. And that's going to put your confidence in the ringer because you're going to be thinking, wait, hold on, I was bought for £100 million and these men don't want to play. What's going on here? You know what I mean? Yeah, so then he goes, he's going to start questioning. And this is what I said to you before, where I think you are going against it. Maybe he needs adjustment. I'm like, no, 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 that's not what's happening here. It's more about these men are just like, you know what, we're not playing it because there's no pressure on them to play him. Because Graham Potter had the six-year deal. He, he was like, you know what, there's no pressure to play him. I'm going to do what I want to do. Cool. Mm. Lampard, again, no pressure. Well, no pressure with results, let alone to play players. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So but Then I think that does go back to what we said about, like, we just bloated the squad. So environment. Yeah, I, the I environment. Have a kind of, I don't have any sympathy for Lampard, obviously, or Potter, because they were shit and whatever. But the sympathy is that they had so many players and it's just like, it's whoever they played, someone was going to miss out. No, but it's, it's Potter's fault because Potter. Yeah, that's what I said. I don't. I don't have yeah. sympathy for them, but like yeah. the sympathy for the I situation have, itself. This is my thing. I have sympathy for the players only in that situation. Mm. I don't have. I don't have sympathy for any. I don't have sympathy for Lampard. I don't have sympathy for Potter because Potter's the reason why we are in this mess. Potter was the one that was complaining about we've got too many injuries. We've not got enough players to field. We're playing Lewis Hall. Blah blah blah. He's eighteen, and then because the owners are so hastily they're so quick to move right they're like you know what fuck it we believe in Graham Potter so we're gonna we believe that the players that we currently have aren't good enough for Potter of what he wants to do so let's buy him the players that he wants so let's 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 fill up the the, the squad with the quality that he wants cool so they go out spend however much million 
get nine players in. Then Potter talks about, oh, no, after that result, aren't really getting his way. He then says, oh, too many players. Well, mate, mate, you, you caused this. This is on you. Don't complain after you are the one that complained in the first place to get them. So bloating the squad caused a massive, massive issue. And again, Sam, I was told that I'm being too pessimistic because I said this is going to cause big issues. Players are not going to be happy. Players are going to want to leave. And lo and behold, they are looking to run in for the exit door as fast as I've ever, ever seen it. I've never seen a dismantling of a team this quickly in my life. It's actually insane. And you have to ask the question, as a fan, why are all these players so quick to want to exit? And where where we complain about loyalty, and like even the Havertz thing, for example, very, I, I like him as a player. I want him to do well, regardless of where he plays. It's similarly to the Daniel Sturridge situation when he went to Liverpool, similarly to the Kevin De Bruyne situation when he was let, uh, told to go to Germany in Wolfsburg. For mm. me, I um, don't care where you play. I'm, I'm still going to be a fan of you as a, as a player. doesn't change my loyalty and support to the club, but if I like you as a player, I want you to do well wherever you go, regardless, even if it's the ops, right? I agree. So the, so the Kai thing, yeah, this is where I have an issue with our fans, right? So our fans are now getting onto Kai saying that he's not loyal. So you say to Kai, yeah, you're not loyal. But were the club loyal to Kai in this moment in time? Because the club went and bought nine players, about five of them that could play in his position, and, and not even just his position, all of the other players that were there before them in their position, yeah, you can't talk about loyalty if it's not both ways. If, 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 for example, Chelsea said, you know what, Kai, we're not going to buy any more attackers. We're going to trust you to play. We're going to trust you. We're going to give you a new contract or we're going to give you a platform to play and shine. Then you could complain about loyalty. You know, you could complain. You could say, you know what, the club have said, you know what, Kai, we're, we're giving you the keys. But that's yeah. not happened. That's not happened. So, you can't complain about loyalty with these players. I think even the same could, the same can't really be said for Mason Mount because Mason Mount did have the keys and lost the keys. So it's a slightly different situation. But even in this situation under new ownership, I, I, I would really say you have, could argue like he didn't really have the keys this season. So yeah, I'll say, but you could argue case, that like he had kind of maybe his worst form in a Chelsea yeah, shirt, Mason easily. Mount. Um, I think it was quite similarly to his previous yeah. seasons in, in some some ways. So maybe like he thinks, you know what, like I should be allowed both him and Havertz probably think like listen, we've obviously given Chelsea their greatest night since twenty twenty one. And I know people like to harp on uh Kai scored the goal, Mason got the assist. But I mean they probably see that. They probably they might think similar in a way and they're like mm are we not allowed like a little bit of form and a bad form? And like you said, we've went and bought nine players or so. And the same way five of them can play in Havertz position, five of them can play in Mount's position as well. And he's like, yeah. you're loaning Felix. Um, and like, it's just, I mean, I said it at the time and as much as I like Felix and I do actually think if we sell Havertz, we should go back in for Felix. We obviously won't, but I, I, it doesn't make sense to me anyway, why we wouldn't. He wants he 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 would come here. He clearly was happy here. Um, mm. He showed he's a good player. If we lose Mount and Havertz, Felix for me feels like the perfect kind of player to bring in. Mm. But it's like like where I agree is there's no like logic behind it. Like we said no to Felix, but that was probably before we knew that Havertz wanted to go. We probably what? still had faith that Mount was going to stay. Um, maybe like with the Felix thing, should we not have just kept it on the back burner and been like, Yeah, we'll you did come like, back to you. That there was no, you didn't need to make that decision so quickly because no. now, now, it, you're you, if you go back to Felix, you're gonna look like an idiot, like your tail between your legs. You're like, oh, sorry, Felix, exactly. Like, it's stupid. Like, this, this is what I've been saying. Like, people think I'm harsh, but I just feel like these owners have just they do things so stupidly, it's hard for me to support what they're doing. Like you, you had no. There was no need for you to say no, Felix. We don't want you. Like, there's no need. Yeah, they didn't like, need to outright you had say. All it. the summer, you had all the summer to discuss this or think about it and let things settle. Like, 
he didn't even need to be a priority, like because he was willing to come. Like, no one else pay. wants him really either by the yeah, time. Yeah, like, no one else would have been willing to to pay the money. Like just mm. you just wait, just take your time. But now you go back into it because you're like, oh, because well, Mason Mount's left and Havertz is left. And he's gonna be like, well, why the fuck would I want to come to you? Like, now, fuck this, this is shit. You know, it what sounds I mean? like we've done that with quite a lot of like players, even obviously the whole. I know, like, a lot of people don't rate him and stuff, but the whole Rice situation, there's yes. obviously murmurs coming about that, like, we just fuck, basically fucked him around too much and now he would never come here. It is what it is. Like, but the thing with, like, people like Declan Rice, it is what it is, because he never played here. So I don't even care if we, we, we put him on a back burner for however, however many years or whatever, and you're not happy with it. Okay, he's not been here. Yeah, yeah of course. He's already created a bond. He's happy. No, it don't, it don't make sense. Yeah, but, but I think it, what I'm saying is it just speaks to the kind of the fact it looks like we don't have any kind of plan. Yeah. And Here's I know... what I was saying to Disu. I said this to Disu on, um, on the Touchline Amp that we do, those shows on Wednesdays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazon. We, I, I just said to him, but it's like, maybe it's a, a cultural thing. Because in American sports, like, whether it's the NBA, whether it's NFL, whether it's mm-hmm. Major League, like, Players are seen as commodities and cattle, right? In the sense that we don't care how you feel. We don't care what you're about. We will make decisions regardless of how you feel. Yeah. Fucking feelings. It is what it is. Mm. Whereas football is a bit of a more of an emotional sport. And I feel like these owners have kind of misunderstood how emotional this sport is. And they kind of misunderstood how just... Players feeling seen and heard and appreciated means to them. You know, they I mean? were like, "Oh, they can speak the same. They speak the same language as us." Yeah, exactly they the don't have a clue. There. They don't have a clue. England and America are just they're, they're worlds and, apart, really. And I, feel, and I feel like, as a result, they've probably rubbed a lot of players up the wrong way. I mean, I, the rumors about them getting into the changing room, having a go at Raheem Sterling. It's just a complete disgrace. Yeah, you know I mean that's not like unheard of in football for my yeah. owner. Unheard of in football, and that would never happen. You know what I'm saying? So I think mm-hmm. culturally they just don't get it in a number of ways, and I think that is going to <coughs> uh, excuse me. I think that's just gonna uh, it just will cause. Well, I hope they're learning a bit. Like obviously, Todd seems to have stepped back now. I know people are floating around. He stepped back from 70% of, like, I don't know what that number means, like, whatever, but it seems like he's taken a, a step back from a lot of stuff now. So hopefully, hopefully they're learning from their mistakes because realistically, we're stuck with them. Yeah, I mean, so, we're stuck with for, for nine more years. We just so have I'm to count, hope, man. I'm, count, I'm counting down. So one, one year down, nine to go. Um, <laughs> I just feel like <clears throat> it will take a lot for me to really change my mind about this ownership. It will take a lot because they keep making fundamental mistakes, even in this window. Fundamental mistakes, which it, it makes no sense to me. And I, I'm, you know me, Sam, I'm ever the optimist. Like, however, this season, I, I've, I've struggled to maintain optimism because so many things... I'm the same. I'm the, I'm the same. Like I'm you know I mean? hella optimistic. It's Anyone so will tell crazy. you. It's so crazy how I've gone the complete opposite way because I've just seen things that just don't... I, it just doesn't resonate or make sense to me. That doesn't mean that my opinion is right, but I'm just not going to sit down and just say, you know what, yeah, this is fine, or yeah, this is okay. I, I, that's just not, what some, that's not something I do. So back to the Kai Havertz thing. I feel like they messed this up because you can't say, oh, we expect loyalty from you or we expect you to sign a new deal when it's an ultimatum type of situation. Sign a new deal, we sell you. Well, fuck you, they're not right, I'm off. Like, you've already not shown me loyalty by buying nine players, but now Mm. you're telling me sign a new deal or we're selling you. Well, I'd I'd rather be treated like a human being and respected and then sell me them. Yeah, I'd love to be a fly on the wall in these. Bro, it, I would listen. The, the things I've heard about the way these men operate, it is what it is. Isn't yeah, it? because I, I don't think like the whole idea of not letting players get into their last year of contract is that's actually a good thing. Like, I don't think we should let players get into their last year of contract, but yeah. it just seems very just rushed. It's like, oh shit, they've got two years left. Shit, like quickly. 
it's like are you laying groundwork are you like talking to them like yeah, throughout bro. the months and it's like fast. and Havertz doesn't have like with Reese James it's easy like he wants to be Chelsea captain he's a Chelsea lad like one of the best right backs in the world I mean you can praise them for getting that deal over the line but at the same time it's not that hard you really don't have to do much we'll yeah. just go like listen Reese, we'll give you this much money whatever you want you're you're our man um so like well, but it's you can't do that, that with players that aren't maybe like have that same connection with the club. Yeah, and that's the thing though. Like, I feel like you, you as a as a as a as a club, yeah. You're you're at these moments or the moments that you're able to actually forge those connections. Yeah. I don't envision if we were under Roman Abramovich, Kai Havertz leaves and goes to Arsenal. I, I can, it never in a million years. Never in a million years. Roman would let go to three before he yeah, gets I, yeah. I, I don't remember the last time where Roman Abramovich has sold a young player to a rival. The closest is Matter to United. The only other time was one matter. Yeah. And I mean, that worked out well for us, but I was devastated when that happened. Yeah. Obviously, everyone pretty much was. But I think for me at that point, I was never really caring too much. I just said, I hope Jose knows what he's doing. And then I really hope it's more about KDB. My concern was all about KDB. Um, yeah. We were sold in the same season. Um, but it's just, yeah, the, the Kai Havertz thing, I, I wish him the best. I just feel like it I still, I know like Ornstein's come out, I still have reservations it's going to happen. I, I, just, I don't know. Nah, I, I think it's very close. I think. I, really yeah, I mean, at first, I didn't think Arsenal were going to pay. Like, the, maybe it sounds like we're going to kind of budge a little bit on the price. I was like, I can't see them paying 70 mil for him. But I mean, by the sounds of it, it looks like they're back in. I mean, you see, they, I think they put an 80 million bid in for Declan Rice and they got turned down. And now reports are literally coming out in the last hour saying they're ready in the 100 mil bid. So, yeah. They're clearly back yeah. in Arteta, and why wouldn't you after what he done this year? Yeah, and I feel like I feel like what what Chelsea fans failed to understand when they were talking about the season's a write off anyway. I think a lot of those fans that were saying that are muddied right now because it's not it's a write off anyway because it doesn't really count. It doesn't work like that because once that happens. Arsenal then got Champions League, they've got more money, they've got more spending power, and you can then use that to move in the market. Mm. Chelsea are not the same Chelsea as before, so they can actually be outmaneuvered in the market. And you've got Newcastle. Newcastle are a team that has got loads of resources and they're looking to spend on strength for their Champions League bid this season. Yeah, them getting Champions League has thrown a proper spanner in the works to all exactly. the other clubs, really. And the way that the way that you think about it, like Manchester United, I'm not too concerned in their current ownership, but then they're getting bought out by Qataris. So when Chelsea fans talk about the seasons from right off anyway, they don't recognise that continuity is so important. And throwing and undoing all of the work and the good work that we've done, that Roman did, that's not to say Roman was perfect. That's not to say that Tuchel's perfect, but they did great work, undeniably great work. And I just feel like the way that these owners have moved have set us back so many years. And I feel like it might be a very long time before we actually hit the top table again. And I also think... If, I think Poch will need all the help he can get. I don't If Poch is their guy, then good luck to him because he's going to need all the help he can get, man. It's going to be a very, very tough... A long slog, honestly. Mm. These owners could keep throwing money at it, but I think there's just a way to operate. And I think, I hope that they learn quickly. But I don't think they seem like, they don't seem like they have any real humility. I do like the fact that Todd Bowley has stepped back, but I think he's done it far too late after making all these hasty and crazy decisions. Doing it now, when you've literally left the club in absolute turmoil, is a, is a madness to me. It's almost like um, David Cameron saying, okay, yeah, um, I'm going to try and solidify my, um, my, my position here and I'm going to sort out Brexit. Let, let, let's vote on Brexit. Let's do a referendum on Brexit. <laughs> we don't lose, we don't lose, we don't, um, people don't vote us out of the uh, European Union and then it's like, oh, you know what, I resign. After fucking up everything, I resign. Do you get it? That's actually what Todd Bowley's done. Yeah. It's a complete madness to me. 
So people, I could praise it, but there's a cap on that praise. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah, I do know. think there's there could be a silver lining, though. Even if players were losing a good and they're going to rivals, there is a part of me that's just like, you know what? I just focus on us. Kind of ignore all the outside noise. Whoever goes where, Mount United, Havertz, Arsenal, ignore what's going on with them. Focus on us. Trim down our squad. We've yeah. got some good players there. Poch is a proven manager. I know people make jokes, obviously, like he hasn't won in England, blah, blah, blah. But he's a proven manager at the top level. He's a... By proven all... in what way? That's the question I ask. Proven that I think he can be consistent... Like he can be a consistent winner with um, a team that maybe isn't as good as his opponents. Like the Tottenham squad was nowhere near probably as good as other squads in the league at the time. And he was consistently kind of had them playing like good football, challenging, kind of. Um, I think they got Champions League pretty much every year he was there. And it's not even just that. Um Obviously, you know, my, my, my dad, obviously, Southampton season ticket holder. So I've always kind of followed Southampton kind of quite closely. Not a mm. second team because can't be having no second teams, even though I do have a <laughs> Southampton top in my in my wardrobe. But I had to wear that for a funeral. So, um, <laughs> so I'm not laughing yeah. at the funeral. <laughs> I'm not laughing at the funeral, but the fact you have to wear it as a little yeah, yeah, I mean... If uh, they're they're a championship team now, so you you can have another team in another league. I think that's it's all right. <laughs> um, and Poch's work there was so good, and I mean we've got a young team now, and the work he done there, I mean you could argue like it had a kind of um, a knock on effect of how Liverpool have done kind of so well in the last four or five years. Kind of a lot of those players that um, got brought through by Poch obviously went on to Liverpool and done really well and. I do think he's obviously like allegedly quite a drill sergeant Ooh. and just fitness. There's just fitness. It's like, I remember I, when, when, when I Conte started. Me, I just think this for me, yeah. And I think here's why you like him because you, you like a bit of that run to the earth type vibe. Oh, a hundred. Over the last season, I guess you've been complaining that, that these players just not, running enough or moving enough. And it might be true. Obviously, they had a terrible... I don't blame season. them for it, but yeah, yeah they, had it a terrible pre-season. they had a terrible pre-season um, traveling all over America because Todd Bowley and co. wanted to show off their shiny new toy to their American friends. Um, We're going back there, mate. I'm sorry, yeah. But just... Uh, anyway, it's just it's just one of those things. And I think... We, we can see. I think Poch has shown that he's a good manager. Um, I think at least at the top levelish of the table, that level of pressure, especially he's managed PSG as well, so he knows what it takes to win or the pressure to where there's an expectation to win. Um, but I just, I just don't see him as a manager that will be able to outmaneuver the likes of Pep um, in a. No in one a can outmaneuver Pep, to be fair. And, and okay, so it goes back to the question about. Did Thomas Tuchel do a great job at Chelsea? Because yeah, 100%. I asked because I asked I asked this on, on, on Twitter the other day, where people were like, Well, oh, Thomas Tuchel's rubbish, terrible manager, terrible coach. Um, yeah, horrible Chelsea manager. Are sometimes. Chelsea players are rubbish. Cool. All right, so if Chelsea fans are rubbish, yeah. I mean Chelsea players are rubbish, right? Thomas Tuchel, also a rubbish manager, does that not mean that what he did to win the Champions League at a canter, because I think we deserve to win that final easily. He deserves to win every does, single game we played in the Champions League. That, yeah. Exactly. So does that mean that what he did, and then getting us top three last season, does that mean that what he did was actually a great job, considering the circumstances? 100%. Considering he's got players that you don't rate, considering the fact that when he left, the performance levels dropped so, so substantially, does that not mean that, well, actually, he's actually a very good coach and what he did, his job, even if you don't think he's a good coach, the job that he did was actually fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I think you're absolutely mental if you don't think Thomas is a good coach. Yeah. Like, maybe if you don't think he's the best kind of man manager from time to time, because he's definitely got, he's a bit of a prickly customer by the sounds of it and he's a bit, he's a bit weird. <laughs> but I mean, I think if you kind of 
sitting there and saying he's not a good coach, then I don't really know what you're watching because he kind of, like you said, outmaneuvered the best manager ever. Yeah. Like, no debate. Time and time again. I mean, I know the season he got sacked. Obviously, we got kind of banged by them like three times. But I mean, how much better they are than us? <laughs> like the fact he beat them, what was it, three times in a row or four times? Yeah. I don't know what it was, but yeah, three times in a, row. a Champions League final. I, I understand Chelsea fans, they just, I don't know, they judge him on mistakes rather than judge him on kind of his good moments and they'll judge him on the kind of Lukaku deal which yeah was a massive error in his in his eyes and I mean oh. I think a lot of us got swept up in that um, oh. Oh. even I, I and I know I know yeah I know Dan says this a lot um I can't remember what he said it about but um for me like I've never really liked Lukaku I've never liked that kind of striker yeah. not been for me really ever but I kind of got swept up in the whole um run back yeah like run back yeah like all that shit, and I was just like, he's a he's a twat. I yeah. I don't think I've ever hated a footballer more than I hate Lukaku. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, my best friend, he winds yeah. me up so much. I feel like Lukaku, and you know what? Funny enough, my missus um, never knew who Lukaku was. Um, just literally the other week, she was like, "Oh, Megan the Stallion's dating who?" I showed her a picture. I showed her a picture of this guy. And she's like, he just looks like a dick," and I was like. He is. I what do you mean by that? It's like he just—he just looks like and verbatim. He just looks like a guy that thinks he's the shit when he's really not. I'm like, does wow! Me. You actually described the kaku to the team. I, <laughs> I was trying to defend. I was trying to be impartial and defend it, but she described his character to a T, which was quite funny. I was like, well, how? Anyway, it's just, it's just precise to say Lukaku isn't a likable character. But there's plenty no. of other players that I really despise more than him. I just think he's... Oh, yeah. Big. I mean, there's people that, like, are actual criminals and have done horrible yeah. shit that I despise more, of course. He's, but like, Yeah, he's just got an inflated sense of self. And I think the lack of awareness or self-awareness is what rubs people up the wrong way. And I yeah, think... But it's not even the fact... Yeah, I don't have a problem with people having, like, an inflated, like, being arrogant or being confident. I don't even have a problem with that. It's the way he does it. Yeah. And it's like... Even the comments when he's like, oh, yeah, you should view me with Benzema and Lewandowski. It's like, bro, just like, <laughs> just come on, man. Like, get some self-awareness. Yeah. And it's just... Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it is what it is. I think Lukaku, to be fair to him, like... He, he might be here be next season, him. so he better fucking like him. Yeah, I mean, he, did, he didn't do too badly. I mean, he hit his ratio again. He won into... He's he not the he worst did. footballer. Like, yeah, he, he did. He, he, did what been... he did what I expected. You know, um, I think if he played more, he probably would have got 20 goals. If he started every game, he probably would have got 20 goals. Um, yeah. Would that have been enough? Not necessarily. I think with Lukaku, you get moments like you got in the Champions League final where he's just in the way, clumsy, cumbersome. Um, so those moments are like very common for Lukaku. Um, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of happy it transpired the way it did because a lot of people have egg on their face. A lot of people who were wanting him back, celebrating that he's back, you know, it works for him. Cough, cough, premium. Quite, yeah, you know what I mean? They kind of look kind of look silly now. And um, ultimately, he doesn't want to come back. We don't want him. So it's like, for me, it's it's cool. Like, I'm, I'm fine with it. It's look, it's Tuchel's L. Because Tuchel wanted him. Um, and he won it over Haaland, I believe. Um, Insane. Which I, maybe it wasn't even over Haaland. I think Haaland knew he wasn't leaving that season. Um I, and I, I genuinely still it. have a feeling that if we just whacked 100 mil, like they would have. Yeah, I don't know. I think he left, for, he went to City for 60 mil plus whatever they paid his dad. Um, I just and feel he's on that, silly money, man. Like that, that, that's hidden what he's on. I don't he's care. On, he's on silly money. I just feel like maybe the deal wasn't like financially feasible for Chelsea. Mm. Um, and we couldn't really compete. But what I will say that Lukaku deal was his L, his L only. Um, I, that is a terrible buy. Raheem Sterling, you guys know my feelings on that. I wasn't a big fan of it. wasn't all over it. wasn't excited about it. Everyone jumped around it. Everyone was getting excited. Again, I still think there's a better. I have faith in him. Don't get me wrong. I think Sterling's a good player. But he's not the guy that everyone thought he was. And my point was, everyone's celebrating him, but now everyone, the same people that celebrated him were custom him. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's just like... 
football take fans are hella time. fickle, man. Yeah, just take your time. Like, don't don't get swept in. Have your opinion, but don't don't get sucked into things that you don't really believe in. Because ultimately, when it changes, when the tide changes, you'll end up looking silly. And yeah, so it's anyway. I think we digressed a lot. Chelsea have yeah. uh, moved into so much turmoil. There's so much to talk about. But, I never wanted to be the club like United, how yeah. Arsenal used to be. That just talk oh, about our owners. I never oh, wanted to be that club. Oh, mate, I, I don't. I, you should be seen and not heard. Sam, I Sam, I, mate. This is the thing. When Chelsea's when we were well, like, when Roman announced he was sold, I was devastated because I I knew there was a risk that we get an owner like this. And you remember in the group chat, I said the one thing, the one thing that I want from our owner, and I'm praying that we get is an owner that is. Not seen and just very rarely heard. Just give us the money. Let the people that are doing the football people run the business. Let the football people be in charge and just stay out the way. We got mm. the worst. We got the absolute worst. We got the the guy that wanted to talk, be involved. Just talk, why are you talking about Champions League results? Like, ugh, just yuck. Mm. We got the worst, worst version that I wanted and I hoped for. Yeah. And ultimately, it's just, I think it's cost us so much. And I think just if you look at the way that Newcastle's owners are, are just local and they're, they're just, see, again, barely ever heard. Like they're around, but not really there. Um, then you've got the Manchester United potentially getting new owners. And it's just, oh, it just, it we, we could be in very big trouble here. Um, now, Arsenal, Arsenal are in a good moment, but they've also still got American owners. Um, so that things could change very quickly. Yeah, them. I do. I I do think, like I've said this, a lot of fans at the moment, and even players seem to be doing it, kind of looking at Arsenal as a much better situation than Chelsea. It's it's kind yeah. of funny to me in a way, and I get why people do it. But at the same time, this is probably the first time in. I mean, they finished above us previous seasons. I don't know how many times since 2004 they've actually finished not above really, us. Not often, not Probably like, what, four or five, I'd say, maybe? No. I don't really know. But, like, I think it's it's funny how now, just because they've had a good season and we've had a bad season, they are automatically seen as, like, yeah, like, players have wanted to flock to Arsenal, they don't want to come to Chelsea. I don't really agree with that narrative. Um, I think it's, it's very kind of short-term and very recency-biased. If we come above Arsenal next year, it will be a slight surprise, but I don't think the football world's going to be shaken. People will just be yeah. like, yeah, I mean, fair enough. Like, back to back to the norm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, exactly. So, but I just got a notification on a tweet, actually. I don't know how kind of good this journalist is, but Sky Sports, um, hot Dutch, no Dutch, no, Germany, sorry. Um, it, it, Caicedo has decided to join Chelsea, final negotiations now. Yeah, but we kind of knew that Caicedo wanted to go. He's been like twerking for us all like the last couple of weeks, like live yeah. nights and all that stuff. So I good can't Kante replacement it. there. Yeah, yeah you nowhere near as good. And people that are saying he is uh, annoying me, but I here's mean, the thing: he's a good player, man. Don't get me wrong; I like him. Good player, but 21 years old, and with that, he's understand that so many variables and things can happen where. You say that there's all this potential, but he might not have all that potential. He might just be what he is. And for what he is, he's still a good player. But I agree. I think people are doing a lot about him. Just like, they need to calm down. Very good player. I like the signing, but just please, just calm, calm down. Because if he turns out to be the guy that you don't think he is, you guys will be the first people to turn around and call him shit, turn yeah. around and call him a waste of money. So I, I just want people to be calm. Give him a chance to thrive. And just, oh, I just, and yeah. also, I don't like to look too much into this, but the two players that Brighton have sold, they're two big players, Basuma, Kukurea. I mean, yeah, hasn't gone that well, has it? Exactly. So, I, I just, just need to be caution needs to be taken. Um, I think obviously McAllister, very, very good player. I think Kaiseido is also a very good player. I just think there needs to be some calm. I hope that's um, it, though. Yeah, I agree. I hope that's it. I hope that's all we sign, though. In terms of midfield, I hope that's all we sign. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we. I mean, don't want anyone more. I'm. Yeah, no, I know we're losing cover. We're selling cover. We're selling Mason. There's a lot. Obviously, Conor Gallagher might be going the other way to Brian. So there's a lot of movement. I don't, 
it's just oh, oh, there's man. a lot of movement but i i mean like we're in this position now we've put ourselves in this position santos carney even that cassidy like there's three players there that can kind of if we're only gonna if we're gonna play a four two three one next season um i mean obviously that's enzo caicedo there's your two yeah we've got santos coming in as well yeah, so then you got the Santos, Carney, um, and Cassidy. That's three young backups. Like, if yeah, we just go by someone else, it's just. I, I, I yeah, you can, you can make that work. You can make that work. I mean, the desperation for Ogate. And then this is the funny thing the Ogate thing. They're like, we need Ogate. We need Ogate. They, they found out about him two months ago. They, they, exactly. That's the thing. They, they're now make, I'm seeing um, fucking lineups with this Jackson guy. Like what? Fuck! What the fuck is going on? People were like, "Oh, he scored seven goals in his last eight games." And it's like, yeah, he got like nine goals across the season. These are insane, and and, I'm just like, like the Garte thing. We need a Garte desperate for a Garte. Blah 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 blah. Cool. Fine. Didn't look that good when I watched him. The moment Garte signed for PSG, oh, you're shit anyway. Blah blah blah. Mate, I just can't with our fans. Like, it's just ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, that Jackson one would oh, that would have oh been so God. much. It just doesn't make any sense. We have Broha right there, and we have Fafana, who we bought. Uh, exactly. Uh, people, forgot, people forgot about Fafana already. I'm just I, anyway. Our fans, you see what I'm saying? They they celebrate all these signings, and then they forget about them in the next second. So we got to celebrate in a minute. It, I, that's what I'm saying. The fans love retail therapy. They don't care about fucking the success on the pitch. It just seems like they forget about it after like a second. It's crazy. It's like a fetish for new players every single season. I just yeah. can't deal with it. And what um, what always kills me is I've been saying this in the Discord for ages to anyone who said, no, we need two new midfielders. We're losing this one, this one, this one, this one. And it's like, how do you not see what happened this year? And what's even been happening like, kind of cancel out the Champions League, great moment, obviously, but kind of the last five years, how have you not seen what's been happening? And you're just saying, buy more and more players. We're going to put ourselves in the exact same position we have been in for the last five years. Just relax for a little bit. Exactly. Let the team settle. Relax. What was Poch's midfield at Tottenham? It was Ericsson, Dembele, and either Wanyama or Wanyama. Yeah. Yeah. What you're telling me he can't do something with Enzo Caicedo yeah. as his first two and then like, a couple youngsters as backup? Come on, man. Like, I hope so. I hope so. Carney, like, I actually think Carney's. I haven't obviously seen much of Santos and Cassade. I don't know how you say his name. Yeah. Um, but Carney, like, I, I, I'm happy of him as a backup, man. Like, I he's think he's player. really good. And he's a young player. He's not going to be demanding to play every single second. So, this whole notion no. that you should tell him whatever. You don't have, anyway, man, it's all to get new people in that you don't even know will be good. Like, what's wrong with you? And we have, like, no games next year. We're not even in Europe. Exactly. Like, and you don't want 10 other players after spending... Oh, we are in the second round of the Carabao Cup, though. So, that's, oh, that's good. Man. Play playing like um, Hampton and Richmond or something. Horrible. We are just ugh, what a mess we are, man. What a mess. But yeah. we're obviously linked with other strikers. So Vlahovic, um, Kolomwani, that's a player that I would love to see at Chelsea if we lose Kai Havertz. Yeah, um, like that's good. So, so uh, I don't but know. Apparently, they want like over 100 mil for him as yeah, well. Yeah, that's but this what I'm saying. Did you need to spend like, over 100 mil? You could have just renewed Kai, you could have just. Anyway, anyway, this is where we're at at this moment in time. As Frank Lampard, the legend, would used to say, where we're at at this moment in time. Yeah. I mean, he's not wrong, but... No. We're in disarray. and Literally, the the owners have um, to blame, to be honest. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, Kovacic, I guess we'll give him a little, uh, a little, um, a little, I guess... Disrespect. Yeah, just a little bit of respect for Kovacic. Um, admittedly, when we signed Kovacic in the eighteen nineteen season, I wasn't particularly in floor, simply because I thought, well, Koma as a midfielder didn't really do much on either. Like, well, I didn't really value the work that he did on either side of the pitch. So mm-hmm. whether that's defensively, I didn't think he was a great defender, and I also didn't think that he really brought much in terms of the final third production. And I thought, well, we've got Loftus-Cheek, who's about the same age as 
um, Kovacic, probably a year younger, why not play Ruben? Um, and lo and behold, the way that season transpired on, on the Sari season, Kovacic first started and he was playing with Jorginho and Kante, and then he'd get subbed off with Barkley, that, you know, that meme where he got yeah, subbed off with Barkley in 60 minutes. And then, obviously, at this point, Ruben Loftus-Cheek was working close with Sari to improve his game on the defensive aspect. And, you know, there's that famous quote that um, Sari said that, look, Ruben as a player, he's a fantastic player, but he needs to work on the defensive phase. And once he works on the defensive phase, then he'll be a top, top player. Now, second part of the season, that became true. Ruben improved on the second the, the defensive phase, and he looked a far, far better player than Kovacic. And in fact, I think Ruben that season was one of our best players in the season, to be honest, until the injury. Stupid um, injury, man. Stupid injury that I, I always regret. But ultimately, I don't think it's necessarily held him back. I think it's made people question whether he's good enough still. But people always have a question marks over Ruben anyway. Um, and that's what happens when, as a byproduct of being a you know a Chelsea Academy graduate, that's what really happens ultimately. I think Reese James, Reese James is a different kettle of fish because Reese, it's undeniable to be honest. Yeah, and he had the benefit of getting winning his place and then was actually able to stay there despite injuries. And we never bought anyone better than him to replace him. Um, he went on loan as well. Ruben never went, went on loan. Like, he went on loan like later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just, it's just, it's a shame. But I'm happy. I'm happy that Kovacic, though, from that season on, grew. So in the 1920 season under Lampard, I thought he played pretty decently. Um, wasn't a certified starter, but I think Lampard did use him enough. And then you get to see a bit of his quality. Um, and then in the other, the, set, the season after that. Again, he was really bit part in the beginning stages under Lampard in the second season. And Tuchel came in. And then, again, he was rotating with that midfield three for the Champions League run. It was just like, mm. he really saw cover becoming cover. And then last season, Kovacic was fantastic. Like, top, top level. Top level performer. And I yeah. think he was a big equaliser in the big games. Um, he always has been, to be honest. Yeah, big equaliser in the big games. He brings control, quality, um, just balance in the midfield, enable us to dominate because he's so good with ball retention. So when he starts killing it at Man City, if I see any Chelsea fans, oh I'm my god! Because the way that the way that Chelsea fans turned on him this season, so disgusting. Bro, I'm you like, should see man in the Discord. They literally act like he's like the worst footballer of all time. I'm just like, are you not insane? Like the way that just look at the environment that Chelsea are or the Chelsea players are playing currently in. Like worst manager of all time after the second worst manager I've ever seen, playing with 30 other men. Like, what are you expecting? Like, Eights aren't respected anymore. It's crazy. Because they want someone to either be, like, a stone-cold six, so have, like, Hollywood passes and, like, kind of do what Enzo does, or they have to be, like, kind of the attacking mid. And, like, or, defensive, or defensive controller. Or yeah. like a destroyer. Like, yeah. Stupid. Like, just eight, like, kind of... Just all-round footballers who are, like, good at everything. Yeah. Maybe not amazing at anything, but kind of good at everything. Don't uh, kind of get that respect anymore. I'm, I, I'm almost certain if we had Bernardo Silva, Chelsea fans would be one in them out of time. If we had... I honestly think if we had Mares, all them man at sea, they'd be one in them out of time. I, a lot of our fans don't know ball, unfortunately. The I only think, one they'd probably like is Grealish. <laughs> Um, which is just because he's a lad rather than him a baller. Do you get it? Oh. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, that's just that's just where we are. But Kovacic, all the best. You've been a fantastic servant for the last five and a half years. Um, go win some Premier League. No man. Go win some Premier Leagues, man. Obviously, you've won enough Champions Leagues. Go win a Premier League. Get, maybe nick another Champions League if you want. Enjoy your life, man. Probably going to win it next year as well, to be Yeah, enjoy your life, man. You've been fantastic. Um, can't really complain. Honestly, um, so yeah. yeah, that's covered. And obviously, we've got Mason, who looks to be edging ever so closely to Manchester United. Um, oh, that this year. Yeah, this is this is livid. He hates that. <laughs> I he hates that. He, he, needs to, he needs to drink that one. Still, that makes me so um, happy. <laughs> he needs to he needs to drink that one. Um, but what what where where? What's when he starts liking him? 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. This is nah, he won't, nah, he won't, I don't know if he, he, don't know if he will. He won't like him. But um, where where are you sitting like now? Now like the dust kind of settling. Where are you sitting with Mason leaving to United? Pretty similar to Kai, to be honest. Like, um, like I, I actually think there's so many kind of similar similarities in the whole both situations. It's a little bit different, obviously. They're not exactly the same, but one, I don't like selling to rivals. Despise it. Two, especially when they're young. Three, when I like the player. Um, it's just. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know what's happening. Like, there's so many varying reports with Mason and what's going on. And yeah. he's leaving for money. Oh, he's leaving because the club doesn't want to keep him. Oh, he's leaving. Oh, Poch wants to keep him. Poch is trying his hard. Like, I don't bloody know, man. Like, I, I, I genuinely would not be surprised if the start of the season have it some out there and I'll start in line now. Hmm. I, I, I just don't. I think it's gone now. I, I, I do. Like, I genuinely think they're both gone, but yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I I don't know what's going on, man. Um, yeah, I mean, everyone knows I'm a Mount fan. I think he's a good player. He's a good player. I don't I don't think. I mean, we were speaking about this in chat the other day, and I think Dan made a good point about how no player kind of should have that starting like that bona fide starting place unless they're world class. And I yeah. completely agree with that. And if unfortunately he kind of demands that and our fans make it very difficult for him not to demand that because they love him, then I don't think it's the worst thing if he goes. He's not irreplaceable. I mean, he's Mason Mount. He's a good player and, like, I really like him. Obviously, I love youth players in general. I I think they have a special connection with the fans and I think it's a part of what football is all about, seeing kind of a guy who's started from eight years old come up and kind of play for your team and I'm glad him kind of Reese, Tammy um, I'm glad they obviously got that Champions League victory so they have that well Reese obviously still here but kind of all the ones that have left I'm glad they have that um, and I hope like I hold that kind of dear to my heart that sounds a bit weird but I hope they hold it kind of dear that they had that chance to win the greatest trophy in club football with their boyhood club um and it's just kind of a shame how it all seems to have happened and the kind of toxicity around mason is just it's just too much like it's just long (laughs) every day in if you're on twitter if you're in the chessy discord after every (laughs) game like the majority of the conversation is about Mason Mount and it's just like, I just can't be asked. So that's a part where I'm like, you know what, just leave and maybe Chelsea will be better off for it. Maybe we won't. But that kind of element will at least hopefully go with him. Um, I think obviously Jorginho was a victim of that as well. Nothing to do with the players, not really their fault. Um, But I think the Jorginho kind of civil war was a big thing as well and I don't think it's the worst thing if these players kind of decide to leave yeah that's fair enough very much fair enough I mean yeah what what can we say I think Mason is a a polarising maybe the most polarising player since I've started following like football kind of on socials like since social media has become a big thing for Chelsea I can't think of a more polarising player the most polarising player that we've ever had Um, which is insane because like he's just a player yeah and he's not he's not that great or that bad for him to be so polarising maybe that's the reason why he is Um, he's just one of those players like a cog in a machine that you normally have in like kind of any squad Like, like I said, though, and I've said this plenty of times, he should have never been given that position where he feels he's a certified starter and where he's, you know, where he feels like he's the main guy. Like you say, he's a cog in a machine, and that, that's yeah. it. You know, he's not the stardust. He's not the thing that sets you apart from the, the, the best and the worst. He's just a cog, and that's what he should have been at. But unfortunately, Lampard shunted him into a position where he never, ever deserved to be in. 
Yeah, um, I do think there's a slight blame to be had on the players around him as well, in the sense of like they were just being annoying and kind of. I, I agree somewhat, but I also disagree simply because they didn't get the same platform as he did. So if if they did, then sure, blame the other players too. But I don't think they got the same same rope, and that's it is what it is. That's how it transpired. But I, I wish him the best, you know. I don't think he's going to set the world alight at United, but I think he'll forge a good Premier League career because I think he's a very good Premier League player. Yeah, I think he's better than probably at least probably all their midfielders that aren't Casemiro and uh, Bruno. I'd say he's probably... If they play him in midfield, I don't know where they're going to play him. But I just, I don't like the whole thing that's surrounding him and it will surround Havertz now, obviously, that this is coming to light, that they're they're now dickheads and... Well, yeah, I'm not, calling, I'm not calling either of them traitors, to be honest. Yeah, like, um, yeah, I'm not calling any of them traitors. It is, it is what it is. It's just, it's just football. So, yeah, man, I wish him the best. Lampard, I mean, um, Mount's not a Chelsea fan anyway, you know? So, F it. Fuck he's it. A, Pompey's, he's a skate, I think they call yeah. him. That's what Southampton yeah. fans call him. Yeah, he's, a, he's a Pompey fan, so it is what it is, man. Um, I guess we'll leave it there, man. Um, wait, one, wait no, we didn't touch on one thing. Oh, go on. Can't eh? Oh my god! Oh, don't, I don't even want to. I don't want to <laughs> talk about it until it's actually official, official, and he's announced. But... They released some TikTok that made it look kind of official. I don't know if you saw it. Oh, Angolo! Look, it's tear-inducing. A, a quick couple of words for Angolo, man, because this guy is literally one of the greatest midfielders of all time, and I think that's, that's easy, easy. I don't think any. There's been very few players in the world, yeah, that have been so impactful on a football team, their, their national team. I don't think there's been that many players that have ever been that impactful. He is a legend, footballing legend and Chelsea legend. I think I'm so privileged to have watched him live. I'm so privileged to have watched him, yep. like, win everything at Chelsea. I'm just, like, so happy, so happy. Um what I hate the way it's ended. That's well, yeah, what I, I, I hate it. We didn't get to say goodbye properly. Um, it's just horrible the way it's ended, but it's kind of symptomatic of the ownership ultimately. It's just I poor. genuinely hope there's like an actual like agreement we can make with them where we're like, listen, the season starts before the transfer window ends. Can we just like have him for one game so we can give him just, a send-off? Bro, just give him a send-off, like just something, because the way that he, I mean, even just inviting back to the bridge to say goodbye, like something, because yeah. the way that it's ended has been so bad, man, so so bad. But it, it is, is what it is. It's just I, I love the guy, man. Any words from you, Sam, for for Angolo? I mean, that's, not, I don't think there's anything that can be said that hasn't already been said. He's one of the greatest midfielders to ever do it. I think our second greatest ever midfielder. I know, obviously, people think. Lampard, like he's better than Lampard. I don't. I think you um, even think that. Um, but for me, it's him and Lampard. Like if I'm doing an all-time eleven, Kante is walking into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like I've never seen a player just be so good at kind of being that difference maker from his position. Like normally, when you talk about difference maker, you talk about wingers, you talk about strikers. Like he's literally. St- such a big difference maker and it's insane I mean he's had an insane World Cup run insane Champions League run he's been part of the greatest story in Premier League history with the 5,000 to 1 Leicester winners and then he came to Chelsea and won it again back to back being the greatest player on that Leicester squad in my opinion Mahrez won the player of the year but if you see talk to any of those Leicester players, they say we wouldn't do that about Kante. Kante was the most important player in that team. Comes to Chelsea and he did win the player of the year, even though he wasn't the best player on the team. That was Eden. Yeah. But I'm glad he got the player of the year because um, yeah. he deserved it for the season before. Um, just like when Leo won an Oscar for Revenant when he should have won it. For <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm happy. Like, and I'm, there's a part of me like, I don't think it's the worst that we're losing him. Like his body just, it's not holding up anymore. And I'm so happy for him that he's going to be going to 
a place where he's going to be getting what are they saying like 100 mil a year or something yeah. stupid yeah. and obviously he's um obviously he's a muslim so i think being obviously surrounded by people of your faith and being kind of in your holy land is i mean it's going to be nice for him and yeah. i'm just happy he like got that i mean karma has kind of granted him and rewarded him and i'm very happy for him so it's like it's bittersweet i mean i'm sad he's leaving sad he didn't get the send-off he deserved but i'm also happy for him and i don't think it's the worst thing for chelsea because his body just like this time he was what he was off for nine ten months like they were saying oh he's been doing work behind the scenes like he's back like he's gonna be doing and then he what he got injured in like 30 minutes it's just yeah it's a shame, man. Yeah, I, I wish him all the best, man. He's just, um, again, I'm so glad that he didn't go to someone like Arsenal. Or go, oh, God, yes. seeing him in an Arsenal shirt would just, ah. Yeah. I just, I'm so grateful. He's That's the best thing Conte ever done for our club. Yeah, million percent. I am so genuinely grateful that he's gone to Saudi Arabia. I'm so, so grateful. Um, I, yeah. again, I wish him all the best. Um, and I guess on that note, um, we can leave it there. Sam, I appreciate your time, bro. Um, it's been a no great problem. one. It's been a great one. And yeah, Chelsea fans, we'll see you back next week um, with more transfer fuckery at Chelsea Football Club. Take it easy. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.